I made it. Despite me leaving you out of the email. <laughs> And welcome to the Tesla Live number 239. Patrick has made it, if you haven't heard. We tried to leave him oh, out, yeah. but we couldn't quite get away with it. So he's here this week anyway. So oh, it, was a, the reply, it was a bit of a screw-up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a mistake on the fly. But yeah, Patrick has made it. Fantastic. Here we are, the a new month, February 2nd, 2022. Number 239 in the Tesla Life sequence of shows. And we welcome you on this cold and wintry night if you're in the Northeast. Not so much if you're out in Portland area. But uh, it is definitely a snowstorm. We're getting socked with Casey and I uh, and will be for the next couple days. So uh, we're getting some wet packing snow that's dropping from the Mm -hmm. sky. Started here about uh, 10 a.m. And... uh, I imagine uh, it's going to be uh, a lot of uh, snowman weather. You can build some, some great snowmen with packing snow, but the problem is it's very heavy to shovel off your driveway. That's the problem with it. You need a yeah. not a flamethrower. <laughs> That's, um... uh, I would need a lot of gas canisters to get through my driveway. Let me tell yeah, you. That part. That part. Yeah. So I, I'm grateful for my new uh, electric snowthrower for, for stuff like this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, joining us uh, as per regular, we have Mr. Casey Green from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? Doing quite well. Uh, Derek Ludwig was the first one in the chat. Ah, very good. Hello, Derek. Oh, and we don't know where your truck is, Mr. Ra. Nobody <laughs> knows where their truck is, trust me. <laughs> Sometime after the new year. <laughs> also joining us, Mr. Patrick Connor from the West Coast. How are you today? Hello. Hello, Tesla Nation. Welcome to our show. We're on a mission to transition away from emissions. <laughs> so, Patrick so we dreams wouldn't... these things up every week. <laughs> so, so we wouldn't actually use the not a flamethrower on the driveway. That's true. Yes, I was kidding, to be clear. <laughs> it was a joke. The new not a flamethrower will be electric. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> My, my wife and I have, a, have an electric lighter that I picked up uh, for cheap on Amazon, and um, it just arcs and then sets stuff on fire that way. Oh, right. Very yes. good. Very good. Well, we got a ton of news. Let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Elon uh, apparently uh, made an offer to a uh, 19-year-old who runs a website that tracks airplanes, landings, and takeoffs. This particular person um, has written some sort of a routine to track uh, from a federal aviation site uh, these takeoffs and landings and post it to a Twitter feed. And apparently he does this with a number of different uh, celebrities or, um, uh, I guess, uh, famous people. Uh, And uh, Elon had uh, contacted this person and offered him $5,000 if he would take him off the list. Uh, Elon had indicated that uh, it's become a security list, uh, risk, as we had spoken about in the past. And uh, he would not like, of course, people to know his exact comings and goings uh, as he gets on and off his jet, uh, flying to different uh, events, 
such as uh, Berlin and, of course, uh, China and other places within the United States. So uh, apparently uh, this 19-year-old uh, counter-offered him and said, uh, how about 50000 And uh, he said, or a Model 3. And uh, <laughs> I, I guess uh, Elon decided not to respond back. Uh, so uh, that's where it's been left. The website is still running and reporting. Um, uh, there's got to be another way around this, I would imagine. I guess if you would rent a jet as opposed to owning a jet, uh, that would do it. But, uh, of course, that gives you other problems that you don't have the convenience of a jet on standby. Uh, and the same jet with your regular stuff in it, uh, I guess that could be a, a problem there. But, uh, yeah, what did you guys think about this? So in an update to this story is uh, I've heard that this kid has now got a job offer from NetJets. So I think Elon could rent his jets from NetJets, assuming they've got a proper privacy policy, and then the kid is stuck. <laughs> uh, I also think that not answering was probably the best answer, uh, especially given Elon's uh, responses when he's frustrated and right. um, the fallout that could have happened even if he'd answered the kid professionally. Um, it could have opened a whole can of worms on him. So sometimes silence is the best policy. In this case, absolutely. <laughs> uh. So um, I have a... You, you can't fault the kid from this. People are um, saying, oh, that um, he should stop doing this. It's, it's causing security concerns. This, this, Anybody who was really going after Musk in a secure, uh, they, they would have access to the same data. They would be able to get it from the FAA or whoever's publishing it. He's just making it more digestible. But uh, you, you don't have security by obscurity, right? So right. way back in the 90s, the, the Oregon DMV used to have this database where you could buy uh, the data of who has what license plate numbers. And some website bought it and put it up and it was running ads and you could do queries. And so they were getting hits. And then the DMV told them they had to take it down. But yet they're still selling it to people who want to buy it. But they were selling it in some obscure, like on tape reels or something ridiculous. Um, I mean, yeah. microfinch. So yeah, did exactly. they get them because they were doing it or did they get them for violating the terms of service? Uh, I'm not like sure what it. the how they got them to take it down, but, but, but probably making it publicly available. Like they're like, no, that's our market. You, you just cut us out. Uh, so people don't like it when you it, mess with their bread. <laughs> eventually the, the law got changed so that the state could not even sell the information because there's huge privacy concerns around that. And so I think that's the same thing here. If, if there's <laughs> like security that. issues being caused, it's by the FFA, FAA making it available, not because yep. it's been made more digestible. Right, and I think that's by law. So at that, that point, you have to contact a couple of your legislators to even get this ball rolling. Uh, right. For the folks on the podcast, I was laughing at Derek Ludwig said, buy a jet in my name, then Elon can use it for free. Laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah, name it, not Elon's jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't solve the problem, though. They just looked to where Derek's jet is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, we uh, yeah, probably it's... in a week or a month. <laughs> so there is a... Uh... There is a problem with this, but um, I don't know. They're going to have to come up with a, a better way uh, to protect uh, Elon's uh, destination and, and origin. Um, not sure how they're going to do this, but uh, there, there must be somebody like uh, 
uh, in higher positions that um, has this information protected somehow. But uh, yeah, the, uh, I mean, other than the military, the military is, I'm sure, got their own uh, system for this. But uh, yeah, they, 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 there could be room to adjust this and stay within the law while keeping the VIPs off of a target list. Cause, right. Uh, yeah. Don't give specific identifiers, just the type of vehicle. Uh, and of course, to the people that need the information, the um uh you know, the clear or landings or whatever uh they get it but don't make it all publicly available there's probably too much being disclosed publicly that's the problem not this kid yeah okay uh next uh gonna move on to uh united kingdom model y reservation holders get ready you in fact you've probably received some sort of an update um in the email uh, Tesla is uh, indicating that they're about to start delivering Model Ys to the UK. Uh, deliveries are going to start uh, in February, and a number of people have received the notifications. So uh, a lot of people have been waiting for this a long time, and uh, it's about to about to happen. So uh, looking, for, I'm sure uh, many UK owners or uh, uh, about to be owners are looking forward to this uh, this late Christmas present. So keep an eye on that, and we'll start to see those deliveries uh, start to roll out, I would say, in the next couple of weeks, uh, since we're already into February today. Uh, next, uh, just wanted to touch upon this. Um, Casey, did we talk about this last week, about, the, about Tesla purchasing um, a part of a railway? Um, I, I don't think we touched it on the, on the show. Not I know uh, we talked about in the Twitter it. feed, we talked about it. It, it happened uh, almost into the new week, uh, shortly into the new week. But uh, what happened here is there, there is a rail line uh, that uh, was lying pretty well dormant um, that runs to uh, Giga Berlin. And uh, this rail line apparently is going to be used as a, a shuttle uh, at the beginning and end of a shift at uh, the new uh, Gigafactory Berlin, there's still a proper railway that's not too far away that is going to build an actual station for Tesla. But that construction has not begun or certainly is not completed. And Tesla, knowing that uh, Berlin was about to go live, uh, wanted another way to help the, with the commute uh, into Berlin. So uh, they have basically purchased a rail line uh, that runs into their property, and they are going to be uh, basically renting some rolling stock and an engine, uh, and uh, it will make the uh, trip back and forth uh, during shift changes. So people that live in Berlin will be able uh, to uh, travel on the train as a, an easier form of commute uh, to get to and from the factory. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a plus. Uh, if, uh, if you have a rail line available, why not purchase it and run your own railway? So the Tesla, the Tesla train is about to leave the station. So after, what we've, seen, <laughs> right, after what we've seen with them and, and, and the, the commute and the parking situation over in Fremont, uh, this is a good idea. Uh, I, I would suggest that perhaps instead of putting a train on it, get, get a train cars and then hook up a Model Y with a, with a, with a, with a rail hitch. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it a diesel train? Yeah. Instead of a diesel or electric mm. or 
any other combo of train, just just put a Tesla on there, and then and then you're good to go. Or maybe they could take the wheels off of these 5,000 Model Ys that they got permission to build, and uh, and run them like the utility company does. Yeah, <laughs> <Lifters>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Kind of kind of make the uh, the Tesla tunnel, but it's above ground and on rails. There's no rails. Just. Autonomy, uh, just uh, move them back and forth uh, on Actually, the rails. that would be a really good case study for them to use for all the people who start foaming at the mouth of the boring tunnel. Yeah, yeah. It's not efficient, blah, blah, blah. Hey, look, it's one track. We can't go around when somebody gets stuck. Oh, hey, look, right. uh, you have to stop when everybody else wants to stop. Oh, hey, look, why don't we just make a tunnel here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, that uh, that's some interesting news. Still haven't got the official news uh, when they're starting to roll out cars. Uh, they're building some of those uh, 2,500 that they've been given permission to do so. Uh, but uh, none have wound up in customers' hands, even though some of those Model Ys uh, made in Berlin have been spotted in other European countries. Um, uh, basically, test runs uh, with manufacturer plates. So... Uh, we're looking forward to it. Patrick and I have still got that bet. It still has mm -hmm. not been settled. And man, we are into February, Patrick. Would you have believed it if we had have said this back in October of last year? No, I, I, I thought for sure that by the end of the year, there were going to be at least a few deliveries. Yeah. So uh, we all wait um, and see see what well, is going to happen here. We, we, we did learn that they made some. So, so, so right. thousands at each location. Yep. And we, of course, we've learned that uh, the ones at uh, Austin are going to have the uh, structural battery with the 4680s uh, as a start. And of course, the ones at Giga Berlin will be the 2170s uh, yeah, without I, I, the structural uh, pack. I, or, I still contend that there's nothing stopping them from making 2170s in the structural pack, but the monetary investment for that doesn't make any sense when you get 2170s from China right. and then install your, your final equipment rather than having to transition it over unless it can be adjusted. And I don't because you got you got to believe with Austin, once they get the bugs worked out uh, in assembly and creation of those packs, uh, they're going to push that out to other factories. So yeah. it'll be, it'll be a, a much easier way to go instead of building a structural pack for the 2170s when you know you're trying to quickly trans transition to 60, uh, 4680s. Uh, yeah. It just depends on how they get that process down pat. I wonder, because we saw all the equipment going into Texas to assemble the cells. I wonder if perhaps either Berlin's equipment either didn't make it yet, it's not online yet, or they're waiting. Like Elon says, you know, figure out how to do it once and then you can copy and tweak it elsewhere. So maybe they, they can't even make the 4680s there. And so rather than putting them on a ship and, and constantly doing that, they can just put them on a train from China and call that a day. Right, right. Uh, next, we got a supercharger story. And of course, Hasty's going to take that. Uh, oh, yeah. What's happening in California? Oh, uh, I got my stories a lot of order. So in, <laughs> in California, Santa Monica is getting their uh, 62 stall supercharger underway. It's uh, you got a picture of that. It's it's uh, it's nearing completion, and I was surprised to see that it was not uh, using any of the prefab sites. It's uh, it's all on-site construction. Hmm. Yeah. So why do you think they didn't do the prefab here? I don't know. 
Uh, one thing yeah. I think is maybe they don't have enough prefabs, or maybe the site couldn't house them for what they needed. Like maybe they want all the cabinets on one corner of the building. Whereas yeah. yeah. the permanent installation, um, why not do it this way from the beginning? Keep the prefabs for when you need them to roll out for some holiday event or some other uh, high activity. Or a smaller site where it doesn't, where you know they're already going to be somewhat together. Right. Versus like this, you would have you would have boxes all over the, the lot. Versus right, right now, you can see them in the middle of your screen. They're all together next to the power pack. Or the mega pack, I should say. Right. So you notice that there's kind of a green tinge. And I was thinking, did they change the colors from red, red to green? <laughs> no, no, that's just that's just cellophane wrapped around the outside <laughs> of the uh, superchargers, uh, giving it a green tinge. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's great. Uh, Santa Monica is a bit of a charging desert when it comes to uh, Teslas. They, they've got a couple, uh, but uh, for the size of the city and the number of Teslas that are in and around Santa Monica, they definitely need more. And Tesla was certainly pushing to get another charger built here a long time ago. And uh, mm -hmm. the city of Santa Monica kind of pushed them off a few times and Talk to them about, hey, can you build some housing with your superchargers? Right. Uh, which is like, okay, that's got nothing to do with us. But uh... yeah, we totally, we totally build houses and apartments. And stuff, yeah. <laughs> right. It, yeah, and then uh, apartment dwellers specifically can't, uh, usually can't charge up at where they live, and so having superchargers are going to be how a lot of them charge. So they need this. So I mean saying no you have to solve this problem for apartment dwellers and get um in multi-tenant dwellings uh, uh charging there they were blocking it based on that but this is actually what will help them so it was sort of ridiculous these city councils that uh they uh they have their little thrones and they sit on and they want to show that they're in charge i will say though that when you're at an apartment and you supercharge exclusively uh, it's a lot easier to end up in uh, supercharger timeout and <laughs> have your supercharger slow down for over a year. I mm. uh, wonder how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's back. Oh, that's why you kept going to different superchargers. So you weren't the same one too often. No, kidding. No, I didn't. <laughs> they Mix it up. They look at your percentage mm -hmm. of DC charge versus your percentage of AC charge, and then they... <laughs> Uh, next, of course, we know about the Hertz deal uh, with 100,000 mm -hmm. uh, Model 3s being ordered by Hertz and starting to be spread out uh, amongst different Hertz rental locations. Uh, they had a deal, apparently, um, that uh, when you would rent the Hertz vehicles, uh, you could use uh, supercharging free of charge to refill the vehicle as many times as you wanted during the rental period. And that had, had, they had offered it for a month free. Well, apparently they've extended it for another month. So, again, people that are renting in the month of February, you'll have access for free supercharging uh, for those Hertz uh, Model 3s uh, for the month of February. So uh, lucky you if you've rented one. Love to hear from someone that's rented one uh, from an agency and where, what city they were able to pick it up in. Uh, if you have done so, please send us a note. Uh, either in the bottom of this uh, video or send it through one of the social feeds. Love to hear from you and, and what your experience was like uh, when you picked up the car at Hertz. So, yeah, one of, uh, one of my friends is looking at uh, doing the Uber rental for uh, 
for the hurt scar. So I'm gonna Ooh. see if we can't uh, pick his brain on how that goes. Oh, okay, that'll be interesting. There was a comment in the chat about the uh, uh, green superchargers, uh, and this is an interesting idea. We showed the mega charger on here a few weeks ago, yeah, um, and it looked like a, a big urban charger. Right. And um, so if you're a, a Tesla driver, a new Tesla driver, and you, you see this, you might not know that that's the one for the semi. So what if they made those a different color, like green? Um, like diesel. That might make it, yeah, that <laughs> might help get rid of the, the confusion. And, and, and as uh, David points out, and would be great for St. Patrick's Day. That's an idea. Um but we, we know the blue color's already taken. Ford already made his Tesla supercharger look like theirs in blue. So that would be great for Lincoln. <laughs> Although, uh, if, if they're still going with the separate connector for the Super Semi, then uh, you'll have the same situation with diesel and gas where it just doesn't fit. Just won't fit. Yeah. But just like diesel and gas, you'll probably have some creative individuals try and <laughs> get it in there. <laughs> just jam it really, really hard. <laughs> if you put it in sideways and push with all your weight, it connects. Same same effect. You're going to end up in the shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, speaking of uh, superchargers, uh, Casey, this other story, were you going to take this about the uh, non-charging or, or non-Tesla superchargers? So the non-Tesla supercharging pilot is now expanded over to Norway and France from, um, where was it? Uh, Netherlands. Netherlands, yes. And so now there are 15 in France, 20 in Norway, and that adds to the 10 that were already in the Netherlands. So if you have a CCS-equipped vehicles in these places in Europe, you can give it a try and us to expand the mission i was i was going to steal it from pa- from patrick but uh <laughs> go ahead go ahead and you can uh you can advance uh, our future free from fossil fuels exactly so uh this is uh <laughs> I, I, we hear from people from both sides of this but uh people like um uh in california they're a little bit upset about this and i can understand why because in california the superchargers are overutilized uh, in a lot of locations uh, because, of course, the volume of Teslas in California are greater than any other place, uh, I would say, in North America for sure. Uh, but uh, they're saying that these European cities, Tesla is examining the use case for these superchargers and indicating that it's a low amount or an underutilized location. And they're strategically picking locations that are on routes or around cities uh, that are underutilized. And they're adding those to this this pilot program. If they continue with that and bring this to North America, I know there is a ton of underutilized Tesla superchargers across North America. There, There is. Uh, in my cross-country tours in Casey's and Patrick's, we have noticed that there are a number of locations that we're the only ones there charging, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we've rolled through there a, a few times. I know, for example, there's a there's a location in Comber, Ontario, which is down near Windsor, Detroit area. And that supercharger, even though most Canadians use it as a travel route into the United States, uh, every time I would go to it, 
it seemed to be just me or me and one other car, uh, even though there's eight chargers there. So yeah. I, I think that uh, if Tesla can do this strategically by examining the logs that they hold for the use and the time of use of those stations, I think this can be done effectively. And I also think this could be a bonus for Tesla where these under underused assets could help to pay for new assets in busier areas. So, uh, or expansions of existing ones. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah. I think this is something that can be a winner if they strategically do it ba based on time of use and how busy these uh, chargers are actually are. Yeah, I, I've, I've in since 2017. Well, let's see. Let's go all the way back. My first time driving a Tesla. Let's go back to 2015, 2014 or so. Uh, I, I've waited on three superchargers. And one was uh, hurricane evacuation return with a supercharger that had two stalls out. And uh, another one was just super busy. Then there was the one where I, uh, I jumped the line. And, <laughs> and there was one more. And, and, and that was it. Uh, I, I do regularly end up at stations that, that give me the 80% knockdown where you got to slide it back up if you need the, the, the 90%. But, uh, and then they keep putting new superchargers around where I live. And, and I have a feeling that California is probably the same, but they might just be getting more Teslas faster than they're getting more superchargers because of the nature of, of how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, so, the only time I've ever had to wait was in California. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel you and I understand all you guys in California, but uh, the rest of the network doesn't look like that anywhere else in the world. So I think this is the way even Even if they don't introduce it in California and they just, you know, go for underused uh, assets outside of California to start. Like, yeah. uh, again, there's still the problem of CCS. Like, how, how are they going to do it? Uh, yeah. How is it going to, uh, is there going to be, some chargers that are outfitted with an actual cord, uh, yeah. kind of like those uh, countries in Europe that have the dual cords, uh, or is it going to be an adapter that the owners, the person that has the application is going to be required to have on person, or is Tesla going to hang one off the side uh, that will be stolen often? We'll have to right. wait and see. That, that, that hanging off the side, uh, it'll last a month if they do that, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's software locked. But, uh, I mean, California has rural areas as well, so I have a feeling that they can do it in California without uh, upsetting the folks who, who are at the overloaded stations. Obviously, you're not going to put it in a place that, that's forever got the 80% lock on. And, and, and if you charge them different amounts, just like they charge us different amounts based on the time of day you use it. If you try to use it in the middle of a crush, you're going to pay top dollar. Yeah. Well, our next story, Patrick, I can kind of spring this on you because I, I think you've got some experience with this. Um, I don't know if you've you've seen the uh, the title of it, but uh, Tesla Energy uh, indicated that uh, they had uh, Stormwatch had about 400,000 Powerwall activations during 2021. You having a few Powerwalls that are actually up and running, thought it might be a, a good story for you to comment on. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was cool. I did see this article, 400,000 Stormwatch activations. So I don't know if that's like, if they activated in my zip code and there's, you know, say there's a dozen of us, does that count as one or does that count as 12? So I'm that's not sure question. how they were doing their accounting, but, but still, um, this is, 
one of the great benefits of having a power walk. So I don't lose power often. So so I got it more for energy storage and, and cost arbitrage. But the fact that when we did lose power, Valentine's Day, almost a year ago, um, that it was there and, and the whole neighborhood blacked out, but not mine because it had gone into Stormwatch mode about two hours before that. And it had fully charged up, even though it was snowy and uh, out and, and there wasn't a lot of sunlight. So well, when it goes into Stormwatch mode, it can charge from the grid. And uh, so, you know, we were uh, warm and comfy and uh, uh, it, it worked great. And I was looking at the list here. Uh, occasionally, uh, um, I'll get a notice on, on one of the smart home devices saying there's a, a weather watch and then it turns out to be fog or something. And and the um, so it's not, Tesla's not just like, oh, whenever there's a weather indication, we, we go into storm watch. They're smart about it. They have a list here of, Hurricanes, tropical storms, red flag warnings, uh, thunderstorms, uh, tornadoes. Those are the things that it kicks on for. And uh, snow squalls. So not just a, some snow, but a massive dumping of snow over a very short period of time. That it's going to kick on for. I bet and, any snow uh, in Texas will do it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that there are, after the problems that, that Texas has had. There are a lot of people standing in line to get power walls. Uh, as oh, soon as I they meant can. like if you get a, a weather alert for snow in like Texas or Florida, someplace that doesn't really get it, uh, and that right. could take out the lines because the trees aren't always properly trimmed for it. I imagine that right. those kind of places, any snow will, will, will turn it on. Yeah, that's true. It, it is regionally, uh, yeah, someplace like Minnesota, the snow. Yeah, okay. That's uh, <laughs> okay. We, what's next? <laughs> not too concerned about that. <laughs> uh the uh there was one interesting one that they mentioned in here that uh i thought was worth um bringing up they talked about a, a particular spot and i'm not finding it right now um anyway yeah it's it's a cool feature and uh i would i would highly recommend power walls to anybody who uh, uh has um solar panels or, or or lives in an area where you lose power often for whatever yeah, reason definitely i can see my power all on the map <laughs> i know this yeah especially if you look at the uh, oregon area there's not a there's just a little haze that's me <laughs> too. My, mine is mine is that one down there in south carolina like this it's, it's a haze <laughs> it's a yep, little ghost yep. <laughs> Uh, next, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about um, Gigafactory Texas. Uh, apparently, it's uh, due to the drone army that uh, is buzzing around it constantly. Uh, they started to see the installation of from some um, solar panels. And uh, the drone army started to figure out, well, that's kind of an interesting configuration of putting solar panels up. Looks like they're putting up some sort of a pattern. It didn't take them too long uh, to realize that uh, uh, Tesla is installing a large word of Tesla in solar panels across the roof of the Gigafactory. So uh, <laughs> they're branding the top of the uh, uh, factory uh, so that you can see it from any location in the air as to where the Tesla Gigafactory is. It's going to be pretty obvious. And this, of course, it's a brilliant move. Like, there are many times um, when I was flying on business and I would fly into a large airport, I would see a 
uh, a very large building would have some sort of branding on the roof. It wasn't often, uh, but there were always a couple that would do it. And of course, if you're in a flight plan, uh, especially as, as Tesla is near the Austin airport, uh, those mm -hmm. uh, those planes coming in for landing and all those passengers, it's, it's free advertising uh, to mm -hmm. let people know that uh, here is Tesla, here's, here's where we are, here's where we're producing vehicles and uh, reinforce the idea of keeping it in uh, in a consumer's head or a potential consumer's head uh, that Tesla is uh, operating uh, in the greater Austin area. I was going to say, can't let SpaceX have all the fun. And then Akide beat me to it and said, like SpaceX, it'll be the white space. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And that, you know, that depending on how much, how many solar panels you, you want or need, uh, you could either write it uh, Tesla in the actual uh, solar panels, or you could make it the white space and just fill everything in with solar and just uh, blank out uh, some letters that spell Tesla. So uh, either way, uh, depending on how much how much uh, coverage you need, uh, you have that uh, utility to do it uh, in any way, shape, or form. It would make it would make more sense uh, from an output perspective to make it in the in the negative space. Um, I wonder if this means that. Uh... Now that they've had all this experience with flat roofs, if they will go back to installing on flat roofs or not. Probably not, though. The cool thing about it is it's not just branding for branding's sake, right? These are functional solar panels actually doing something, which even fits in with the you know Tesla's mission and and their products, uh, even even though these aren't actually ones built by Tesla that, that we discussed that already. Uh, so, yeah, I really like this idea. This is pretty cool. I don't think I don't so. Think, nope. Evidence uh, there, says there he won't. A, there was a meme that I liked where they, they were spelling it out together. And then, and then he said, what's the spell? And he said, Ford. <laughs> Good point, David. And we've got a story on that uh, coming up. So, uh, yes, indeed. Um, next. Um, oh, yeah. Stay on Gigafactories. Uh, another Gigafactory story. Um this, of course, is uh, about uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, that uh, has its own Gigafactory. And uh, this has been the black sheep of the Gigafactories, apparently, um, somewhat, that they have um, they've been kind of ignored. Uh, they are operating now on some lines for solar, as well as uh, making uh, superchargers, uh, is what they've been uh been pumping out of that particular factory. And uh, over time, uh, the, I guess it was the uh, governor of New York had made a deal with Tesla based on number of uh, employees and uh, uh, money spent in capital uh, on that particular plant that they would get some rebates uh, from the state if they were to set up. Uh, Tesla had done so, uh, agreeing to those terms. And it was announced just recently that Tesla has achieved uh, those terms, uh, and of uh, that is you know showing the accounting above board, uh, so people can see where tax dollars are spent and how they're being spent uh, based on the utilization utilization of this particular Tesla plant. So uh, there was some concern, uh, especially at the beginning, uh, two or two was I guess it's now three and a half years ago when the Model 3 production was in somewhat jeopardy, 
they had pulled a number of employees uh, and had them all working on Model 3 projects as opposed to solar. And of course, the uh, employment at the uh, Buffalo plant dropped. So uh, this was something that was done in order to save the Tesla Model 3 line that was uh, fledgling at that point, needed the support. But since that point, since Tesla has gotten a lot more financially stable, as that's happened, the reinvestment in the Buffalo plant has happened. And uh, we're now at this point uh, where uh, money is not a problem anymore with Tesla, as we've seen in the, in the last uh, number of quarters. And uh, this, uh, this particular factory uh, can continue to grow uh, and achieve the goals that they had laid out with the state of New York early. So it is now at a point where uh, things is, seems to be smooth sailing. I have uh, said in the past that I would love them to think about building a, a car plant in New York State. I don't know if that makes any sense based on the taxation rates and such that are available in New York. But uh, I would think that uh, bringing something like that to the greater Buffalo area would be a, a huge win for Tesla, as well as the state of New York and the Northeast as in general. Uh, and of course, uh, shorter uh, delivery times to uh, Canadian locations as well. So uh, it could be a plus in a number of ways, but uh, not sure if that will ever happen. But uh, at least the solar plant is up and running and uh, they're achieving their goals based on this report. Yeah, I think that uh, came to Tesla as part of the Solar City acquisition. It did. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it hasn't seen a lot of uh, love since uh, then, because like you said, they, Tesla was scrapping to stay alive in 2017, 2018. And uh, so now it's nice to see it uh, ramping up. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it still does do the supercharging equipment and other odds and ends as well. So it's not unused. It's just not fulfilling its promise as far as output it's right. underused isn't it that's right yeah <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't say you wanted tesla to build something a little more north mark <laughs> I, I would love them to but i just don't know if they're 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 going to do that there has been of course stories about them teaming up with the province of quebec for battery production uh taking mm -hmm. raw materials and making battery packs quebec is trying hard uh to work with tesla and other automobile manufacturers on battery uh, manufacturing within the province because, of course, the raw materials are there and uh, wouldn't require a lot of trucking to get those materials to a factory that was based in Quebec. Uh, Ontario, Northern Ontario has a number of different uh, minerals, cobalt, uh, of course, nickel, uh, lithium is available uh, in the prairie provinces uh, as well as some other areas. I would love them to build something here. I just don't know if it's in the cards at this point. And all those minerals have clean records. Yeah, yeah. There's no problem with, uh, you know, worrying about how those uh, those minerals have been mined. You don't force right, right. children to go down in the mines there. No, it's right, right. Ec ecologically and, and ethically, they 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 can be spoken for. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Very good. Next, next case. <laughs> speaking of political, uh, Casey's got the next story, and uh, it touched upon something that was uh, brought up in the chat here earlier. What's that about, Casey? So uh, this, I touched on this on Sunday, and it and it ended up. Um, then afterwards, Elon tweeted on it, and then now there's a petition on this. So so uh, 
it seems that the, the enough folks have banded together to try and, and, and get Biden and, and crew to acknowledge the word Tesla and maybe maybe even Musk. Uh, it, it seems that he's allergic to saying those those things. And um, I was agreeing with a guy, but uh, that um, the way he pointed it out that made sense to me was that uh, right now you've got enough people that start just going rabid when when you mention the word Tesla or, or bring up Elon and it's it's more than double the amount of people who who go insane when you mention the word masks and um so, so with them selling every car that they produce right now they don't necessarily need the negative publicity and i was thinking that that makes some sense to me and uh while i was skimming the article here that uh, that brought this one up that told us about the the um the petition uh, this guy, Mike, he points out that, uh, that Biden is also ignoring VW and Rivian. He can't seem to say their names either. The key is that the UAW spent so much time and money on their campaign that uh, if you're not UAW, they, 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 their tongue is broken. They can't say your name. Yeah, so this change.org uh, petition, uh, I don't know. And again, Casey, as you've just mentioned, Tesla's selling everything they've made, even in advance. So... This is not a question of sales or Tesla's hurting uh, in the amount of vehicles that they can move. But um, it, it even irks me to hear Biden talk about electrical uh, electric leadership and about pushing America first and uh, talking about American workers and uh, companies and innovation. And uh, Tesla's got all that in spades and they're just, they're just ignored because they're not UAW, and right. that's it's, it's super weird. That's really what it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. but the 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 mm -hmm. gentleman who was making that argument, he also pointed out that uh, if you did acknowledge the actual leader in the field, uh, that would do two things to actually hurt Tesla uh, from those same individuals who just lose lose all self control once once that word is uttered. Um, right now, there's been a lot of investments into EVs and infrastructure that Tesla is able to benefit from, and uh, like like Biden keeps saying, you know, we're number one, blah blah blah. Uh, he's the wrong group as number one, but it's still us. <laughs> and uh, if you if you bring that up, then then you'll have a lot of people on both sides of the aisle just attacking everything because oh my goodness, Elon Musk, he's rich, it's evil, blah blah blah. And and we've seen that with some of our friends. We are on other shows all about the internet, but uh, we mention anything about Tesla or Musk, and and all of a sudden something comes out of left field, and we're like. Uh, Where'd that come from? <laughs> What's the matter? He's rich. Uh, he's a paper rich man. He's not. He's not. It's not sitting on cash like that. So uh, it, it, it would detract from the mission. Is is the guy's argument to to give them this 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 praise and, and do they really need it? And, and and aside from the actual workers themselves, is, is anybody actually hurt by this? Because the company would would actually be hurt if they are mentioned. Is is the argument? Yeah. Yeah. So all these people saying, get, but trying to sign this petition, I understand why they're doing it. I think it's ridiculous that, that Biden hasn't said it, but he's a politician and he has constituents. He has people that make donations. He has to worry about the impact of everything that he says. I think they've made a conscious choice not to say Tesla for any one of those reasons or others. And, and uh, the petition from Tesla fans is not going to change that. And, and, and more importantly, Tesla doesn't need it. So uh, the other companies do. They, their transition to EVs is going to be painful and could be the death of their company. 
um, at, at some point that uh, it's going to be more profitable to make EVs and yet they're only going to have the infrastructure to make a few of them and no one's going to want their gas hogs that they that, that polluting vehicles and and it's going to be very difficult if not impossible to make that transition so they're the ones that need the help so uh, and, and if Tesla's real mission is to uh, the advent to electric transportation, sustainable transportation, th they can't do it all on their own. We, th they have to be other companies. And so if the other companies need the help and, and it's just a few words from a politician, fine, let them have it. Just let them have it because that meets the real goal. Yeah, but for the for the workers, I would I would be comfortable if he were to mention you know Tesla, VW, Rivian in a footnote somewhere saying, hey, you know, factories made in the U.S., blah, blah, blah. Uh, while still pushing the UAW rather than pretending that they don't exist. That's the only weird part about it for me. I understand not focusing on them because they didn't give you any money, but the extent is just odd. It's like yeah. they, they change it, the subject, just, they start it, sweating. They... It, it does sting you a little bit, doesn't it? Like it, yeah. like it just, it irks you. I, I understand that just that. Uh, and, and you've brought, you know, you know, you've, you've brought up great points that, that, they don't require it. They don't need it. They don't need a target on their back for whatever reason. They would much rather lie low and just continue the trends of uh, great quarters and pushing out cars, getting those two new factories up and running and getting them up to speed. And that's that's the only mission they require. They don't want to fight any other fires. They don't want to fight any other PR that's going on. They just want to do their jobs. Plus, it look even more weird when when Texas does come online and they're making you know a million cars a year in the U.S. alone, uh, and then not to be mentioned like, oh, well, my neighbor's got this other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, and that that's the other thing I want to mention with uh, bringing the shared superchargers to North America. I just think that that's an ideal scenario for Tesla to sell their future cars as well. Uh, having somebody pull up in another vehicle and realize they're not getting the same charging rate, they're not staying there, uh, they're having to stay longer, they're getting a lower charge, they're able to speak with people that actually own Teslas uh, at the sites. People are over there tailgating or playing video games or watching those, Netflix. Those are, those are <laughs> all things that are going to sell the next uh, Tesla to these people uh, that realize that their car, although it's an EV, is not on par for a number of reasons. And mm -hmm. uh, that's another plus. So it, it's it's free advertising for them as well. But that's uh, we'll and see. Tesla, we shall see because they will charge for that electricity. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Next, I wanted to touch on the story about Starlink. Uh, they have introduced a new premium service. So uh, you know that uh, previously uh, they had had a service with a dish. Uh, that was, I believe it's uh, $500 to buy the dish in the first place, and then it's $100 a month uh, in order to uh, rent the service um, if it's available in your area. Well, apparently they're coming out with a premium service that's going to be $500 a month. And oh, wow. uh, this uh, particular service is aimed at businesses and groups that need dedicated high speeds. Uh, premium apparently is going to bring with its speeds up to 500 megabits per second um yep. but uh we were talking about this before uh the show and uh casey had mentioned that uh originally were they promising this with the regular service they were promising gigabit with uh, 
uh, around 10 milliseconds response time, and now they're talking about 100 to 500 megabits per second with 20 to 40 milliseconds on premium. So I'm curious, uh, does when 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 the original service reaches the original promises, does this premium get faster? Does it phase out, or have they abandoned the promise of gigabit like fiber like speeds? from space on the home service because mm. it's five times the price for half of the performance of what they were telling us they could do when it reaches full performance well when they said it was going to reach full performance did they indicate that the, it would be at the same price right <laughs> fair enough and then they also they also uh, were very careful to the company was never the one promising uh, the numbers it was always musk so yeah same situation yeah. as as with uh, tesla and full self-driving uh, the company has only said it can do this, this, this. And Elon's like, robo-taxis! <laughs> <laughs> a million cars with robo-taxis by 2020! He, he does represent the company, though. <laughs> he so does. <laughs> I, I don't think you can... That, that fine line's not going to get past any jury. <laughs> uh, certainly not this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. As, as somebody in line for, for um, a Starlink, uh, I was kind of disappointed to hear about this a few minutes ago when I learned that they had a premium service at half a Well, but I mean, if you're someplace where you don't have um, fiber as an option and you can get right. 500 megabits, that's still awesome. That's still great, yes. Uh, I'm wondering maybe uh, if if they both reach the, the original uh, numbers, if maybe having premium gives you uh, priority service. So that way, like if you're a business or uh, government or uh, emergent service, you would your packets would get priority over uh, me watching Netflix. Why? Well, if somebody's going to die, I'd much rather than Netflix is what they need, man. <laughs> you don't want, <laughs> the, you have don't a want the movie leaving around. you hanging in the middle of the movie. Come on. I can deal with the beach ball. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want somebody to die on the table. <laughs> and they're just now giving the laser links to work, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So that, that should be a big boost of it going through the network a lot faster. So maybe yeah, so that's version, when you get to the higher speeds. Version 2 satellites had just gone up recently with the uh, laser link. So uh, they're probably calibrating that as we speak and, and doing some tests with it. And that's going to allow them to have less land-based stations. So they can right. beam between satellites as opposed to down to Earth and back up to a satellite and down to Earth. So uh, it, uh, it should uh, increase speed. Because uh, in space, besides no one being able to hear you scream, lasers travel a lot more efficient. They travel at vacuum <laughs> speed. Rather than right, instead medium. of 70% like they do. Yeah, it's, it's only 0.7C uh, here in, in, in the atmosphere that we all enjoy breathing when it's not polluted with right. emissions. <laughs> um, I just logged into my Starlink account, and it still shows my deposit. And it shows where I live. And they say Starlink expects to expand into your area in March of 22. Uh, cool. I don't see any buttons to go premium. Let me go back to the homepage and see what happens if I click premium now that I'm signed in. Yeah, as a professional YouTuber, you are a business that needs bandwidth. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if I click on premium, it just asks me uh, my street address and tells me to order now. So they'll, they'll, they'll take more money from me. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take more money and tell you it's available if you're willing to spend five times the amount. I'd, 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 my wife might strangle me in my sleep on that one. Yeah, that might happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, tread cautiously, my friend. Tread cautiously. I'm going to close the window. 
<laughs> yeah, I was offered it here because I'd signed up, and I was uh, this was early on, and uh, but it was okay half the performance at twice the cost. Um, it, it didn't make sense. Um, as as cool as it would be to be broadcasting the Tesla life on over a Starlink. Uh, I decided not to do it. <laughs> Plus all the people we've seen broadcasting from Starlink about, you know, Tesla or SpaceX or Musco. Um, occasionally they were having dropouts, but um, apparently it's getting better mm -hmm. as they launch more and more and more satellites. And now the laser links will help as well. So I'm and excited. Keep in mind, it wasn't built for us in urban areas anyway. Correct. Correct. Like really. Uh, the yeah. internet is, you know, widely available, reasonably priced in most urban areas. Uh, whereas in the countrysides and remote and rural areas, it wasn't even available. So uh, yeah. it was a big plus uh, for people that were outside of those urban centers. And uh, it's a big change when you can get higher, much higher speed internet than what you had in the past. Right. And this premium service uh, by itself is cheaper than some folks have had to pay for either the cellular or satellite or uh, like ad hoc, literally like ham radio networks. And, and mm -hmm. uh the, the the residential service is even cheaper than that so yes yeah. this, this will help out thousands of people around the globe this year alone and it's only going to keep going up right and uh if they roll out phone service that'll help that as well i'm curious how they'll do that but i think they will it won't be in the handset not anytime soon correct yes it'll yeah it'll be down to a base station that puts out four or five g yeah It'll, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, the, Tesla, the, uh, Tesla Communications, I believe, is coming. There's going to be right. something else. That's you can't have uh, this type of an asset in space with thousands of satellites uh, that you're going to underutilize. You are definitely going to look at other ways that you can utilize this asset. This will right. be a good partnership for the existing phone companies. Uh, you put the mm -hmm. Starlink and you use that to to feed the the, the cell towers. And then because you've done that, you work out a, a, a arbitrage agreement with them where, all right, we'll give you a discount on this internet if you let us run an MVMO on your back. Hmm. Yeah. Could be. Could be. And all of their uh, over-the-air uh, maps and updates, uh, they could get uh, a discount or get that for free as part of their backbone service. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, haven't heard a lot from others uh, about the uh, Wi-Fi expanding at Tesla supercharger sites uh, lately. Uh, we heard about those first few ones that had uh, hit a few states uh, on the East Coast, but uh, have not heard many other people reporting on that. So it's probably when they developed Starlink Premium, because <laughs> all those cars playing video games and watching movies. Over <laughs> <and> over <it. laughs> Good point. Uh well, next, uh, Casey's got some local news. Uh, what's going on there, Casey? So uh, I found out about this from uh, from a couple Canadians of all places, despite it being <laughs> on the street. <laughs> so the Washington football team, as, as I knew they picked their name out this morning. I, I, I heard heard that all over the news. But look at how they announced it. Look at these vehicles right here. They announced it with their team Model Ys. They are now the Washington Commanders. Around and here, Washington means a state to the north. So uh, this is the D.C. commanders. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but there's also like, you know, a ton of Washington cities as well. So uh, <laughs> they, they unveiled their name here. 
uh, on the news, they didn't mention anything about the Model Ys. Uh, one station mentioned what the name was. The other one mentioned a lot of people complaining what the names could be. And, uh, and then that was the end of my day with them. <laughs> until, Isn't that until always the case? Be a bunch of people complaining about the name that was picked. Like, yeah. that just... <laughs> In well, they were complaining about the potential names. They're like, I don't like any of these names. And this was on the, on the list. And then, uh, then I flipped over to the other channel, and they're like, here's the name. And I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so they celebrated with a bunch of uh, wrapped uh, Model Ys. And, uh, yeah, it, it made some news coverage, uh, not others. But uh, as we saw, uh, certainly we picked up on it here at the Tesla oh, Life. Because that just colors. makes sense. Just yeah. makes sense. Pretty cool. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, that's about it for this week's news. So we'd like to thank everyone for watching. If they haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at this point. Uh, press that subscribe if you haven't. It's free and it's got not getting any cheaper. So uh, please help us out. That helps us out to uh, get us in front of more eyeballs. And we would really appreciate the support. Um, with that said, uh, Casey, what do you got going on uh, this coming week? So I've got a couple of videos that uh, I've nearly done editing. I have to do the um, voice transcription to, because uh, I, when I do my videos, I, I put them out with closed captioning for the folks that are um, either hard of hearing or if you know you, you want to watch my videos, but it, you need to turn the volume down, say you're on a train or your spouse is sitting there sleeping, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, then they'll be pushed to YouTube, and once they're in HD quality, I'll, I'll push publish. And uh, you can find that at youtube.com slash Casey Green. It's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Very good. Very good. Mr. Patrick Connor, what have you got for us? Uh, any shout-outs? Oh, yeah. So um, I want to give a shout-out to Tesla Full Self Driving. This mm. morning, I had it in Full Self Driving mode. And uh, it, it was turning a corner, and it stopped. And I'm like, "What? Why the hell did it stop here? There's nothing. There's no cars. That, uh, my light is green. Uh, I step on the accelerator, and then beep, 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 beep. and I was like, uh, uh, I double checked because um, I was like, oh, it's false alarming because there's a slight uphill here or something. No, what it was, a pedestrian had uh, started jaywalking off the sidewalk, and the car saw them, and I didn't, and. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, the, the uh, FSD helped me not run over someone this morning. <laughs> yeah. wow. I, enjoy, I enjoy the performance of FSD with pedestrians, and it gets better with every release, which is phenomenal. That is a great thing to have. Uh, not running over a pedestrian uh, is a way to start your day, definitely. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, shout out. Uh, thank you, Andre and team and everybody there. That was That's awesome. Uh, so I'll do my... Uh, Usual shout-outs, I blog at carswithquarters.net, and um, I just put out one after the Tesla earnings report where they talked about their roadmap, so what can you expect to happen in 2022? And uh, I put a little bit of speculation in there, too, about some some exciting things that might happen. You can go check that out at carswithquarters.net. And as usual, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. Thanks. Fantastic. Fantastic. Once again, everyone, thanks very much for watching this week. Come back next week, join us, and together we will find out what is going on in the Tesla life. Thanks, Lee Moon. Stay positive, test negative. <laughs> <laughs>